1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. War is a racket. It always has been. It's possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It's the only one that's international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to be to the majority of people. Only a small inside group knows what it's all about. It's conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. Out of a war, a few people make huge fortunes. In the World War, World War I, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War I. That many admitted their huge blood gains in their income tax returns. How many other War millionaires falsified their tax returns. No one knows. How many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout? How many of them spent sleepless, frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel and machine gun bullets? How many of them parried a bayonet thrust of an enemy? How many of them were wounded or killed in battle? That's from War is a Racket by General Smedley Butler, the most highly decorated Marine of his time from the 1930s. Rings true today, doesn't it? What, what are we talking about? What are, what are we we're being uh, driven into our designated camps? Have you changed your profile picture yet on Facebook? Have you joined the cause? Have you been conscripted in the mind war? Ladies and gentlemen, are you taking part in this? I'm here to talk to you today about some uncomfortable truths about war. It's not a glorious thing. I've seen it. I was lucky enough to come home from it. Uh, some of my friends were not. But, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of talk about no-fly zones, and we can do this, and that's our values and all of this garbage. It's propaganda of the highest order. And I'm going to expose some of that today to, to the best of my ability. I call these shows, this is, a, this is when I lose listeners. <laughs> this, is, this is when uh, I go off script. And this is the shows that I'm most proud of. Because, um, look, folks, we're, you know, I was just on the Infinite Fringe podcast with my good friend Billy Ray Valentine and, and Charlie Robinson uh, was on as well. We were talking about this, this very thing, this, this new narrative, right? And, yeah, there's a lot of historical. I'll give you some historical background. We'll talk about that. But history is kind of off the table now. We're not going by history anymore. We're going by some kind of new um, psychological warfare, some sort of strange organic phenomenon of mind control that it's not been seen before. And it's for a purpose. 
You know, we can't go by the old standards. We can't go by what made war happen or what made it stop or what were the lead ups to that. Those things are not, I don't think relevant today. We have a class of, of leaders and people that reign over us that are psychopaths that work for the richest people in the world. Right. It'd be, it'd be best if we could, instead of talking to, to members of Congress, can we just talk to their donors? Can we just talk to the people that put them there? All these post turtles in Washington, DC. Can we, can we just go direct? Can we just get a, a, a phone number to go direct to the, to the donors? Cause we can see what, what has ha- happened to this country because of the donor class, because of the narrative uh, that is necessary for the new world order to take place. We're seeing this uh, roll through our news feeds, roll, change our lives. I'm going to start off the show. By the way, I obviously started off with war as a racket, but I wanted to, before we get into Ukraine, <laughs> I want to bring in a uh, a story that literally almost no one is talking about. And just, just again, just on the infinite fringe talking with my good friend, Billy Ray about this, these are the stories that truly matter. I mean, nobody's changing their profile picture on Facebook for this major revelation. I mean, groundbreaking, which you, you should be looking at this. You should be asking questions. There should be hearings. There should be uh, investigations. There should be arrests, but there's not. New study finds COVID-19 DNA, the DNA in the virus, okay? The one that is not in any of the injections. (laughs) The one that, it's not like the flu virus or any of these other, you know, pathogens where we take a weakened version and give you a shot and that's your vaccine. No, 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 that's not in the the shots. So the DNA linked in COVID-19 is uh, linked to a Moderna patent. Filed in 2016, it sparks discussion on a lab leak theory. (laughs) So there's DNA linked to Moderna inside COVID-19. And this is uh, sparking a debate on whether or not it came from a lab. And you know where I got this story, folks? You know why you're not? Again, this is this not they, they put it out for the record, but they're not really actually talking about it. You know what this is on when I'm looking at right now? It's the weather channel. (laughs) <laughs> you know, two years ago, we were all called tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, uh, you know, nutters, fringe, you know, we're, we're just crazy. We've got, we've got vitamin deficiencies. We're schizophrenic, whatever, right? We're not, we're not in this to get, it's literally on the weather channel. That is the, that is the, you've crossed an invisible line. Right, we, this is the signpost up ahead. It's the twilight zone. I, I'm I, any minute now. If Rod Serling just came out smoking a cigarette and started narrating my life, it would not surprise me. It's literally on the Weather Channel. It's on the Weather Channel. This is mainstream. That's why I I, pick, I, I googled the link. Not Google. I duck duck goat it. We're going to talk about Google in a little bit. Had a problem with uh with Mister Google, and. This is true. A a team of international researchers, including from India, have found that the COVID-19 virus contains a tiny chunk of DNA that matched the sequence patented by Moderna three years before the onset of the pandemic. The findings published in the Frontiers in Virology has raised new suspicious suspicions that the COVID-19 virus may have been tinkered with in a lab. You think so? And hey, doesn't this destroy so many stupid narratives? You know, that it was a, a, a bat and a penguin got in a bar fight. One of them cut the other one. You know, they, <laughs> they went to the emergency room. The charts were switched. Now, they, now there's COVID-19 or somebody had ate a bat at the wet market that was the size of a chihuahua. And uh, now they have, well, we spread this virus. But no, the, the one that I'm most concerned with the narrative that I hope this really starts to erode is this is all China. China did this, China, China, China. Let's put this in. This is, that's the talking points from the so-called right. Like, guys, it's, the, it's your own people. The calls are coming from inside the house. Do you get it? This is the NIH. This is Big Pharma. 
Operation Warp Speed, all this crap. This came from, again, you're looking at, this is the Weather Channel. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not, this isn't some, you know, uh, fringe site. I, I can't think of another word. <laughs> some, you know, it's not one of those sites like, are you sure you want to click on this? Probably like one of my websites. But yeah, it's, this is mainstream, but they're burying it, burying it. You got to ask yourself, all of a sudden, there's this war in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin's gone mad. I can't believe it. He just wanted to expand his territories, invading Ukraine. What, why would we ever, how could he, we ever figure he was going to do this? They knew exactly what he was going to do. This is a narrative change. This is like the part in the movie when you do intermission, right? Oh, everybody get more popcorn on your way back. This is something changed. Something's new. Oh, don't, don't worry about all that old stuff from 2016s and patents filed and, you know, stuff made in the lab. And if it was, it was just China had nothing to do with our people. It wasn't our, it wasn't our Nazi scientists. And, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't in the NIH or the people that broke America, you know, the, our laws, the violent criminals. And this is murderous. How long did they know this? Are they going to ever come clean and tell the American people that, Hey, we we created a Frankenstein's monster. We, we decided, you know, maybe everybody should take part in this. Maybe we could have, maybe we could reset the world. The great reset. Maybe you'll own nothing and you'll be happy after you get your exposure to our wonderful patent. Who knows? Are we, are we going to know? But that's why, in my opinion, you're starting to see uh, a whole new narrative take place. We're all in this together. Vladimir Putin went crazy. He's the new Hitler. There's there's always a new Hitler. There's always a new there's always a new uh to to the neocons and the war party. There's always some new uh it's always 1938 and or or it's always 1939. It's always they're going to take the Sudetenland and then they're going to take you know, we're going to have Austria and we're going to we're going to it's going to take Poland. It's always we got, we can't appease. There's always a new thing. But history uh doesn't Actually, history is not even, it's a pack of lies agreed upon, as Napoleon said. And that's, uh, that's very true. So, yeah, go look up the story. Go, go check out the patent uh, that was discovered. You know what also they said this is, and I don't think this is in this story, but they said that um, it's a one in three trillion chance that it's from nature. And when confronted with that, uh, some other researchers said, you know, what could be a quirky coincidence? It's a quirky one in three trillion chance. <laughs> interesting times, ladies and gentlemen. Interest. I built this show for this interesting times, and I'm. I, I, look, I'm right in here with you. I'm. I'm looking at the same headlines. That's crazy. I wanted to. So the the story that I wanted to to lead with that I didn't because this this is how the the chaos of my brain works. When I go live, I'm looking at all the tabs, but you know, we covered Moderna. So we, I want you to understand there's a reason why you're seeing the next headline. So this is, this is all part of the, all part of the show. This is from a link on drudge. And it says, uh, Russia makes crazy claim that the U S is training birds to spread a Ukrainian bioweapon. This is a, something called the drive, um, something that drudge linked. But the Kremlin appears to be ramping up its disinformation campaign to a totally absurd degree as the conflict in Ukraine drags on. And uh, I, I, you can read through the article. They talk about the U.S. possibly putting the viruses in birds, uh, having a bioweapon in birds. You know, there's a lot of crazy things that happen in war. Uh, I'm not giving credence to this story necessarily, but you do know the story that uh, in World War II, we got very close to using bats to burn Japan to the ground. It's a real story. We've spent a lot of money actually training bats to uh, take these incendiary devices, you know, because most of Tokyo is in these little, they're bamboo, you know, it's, uh, it's not hard structure, not hard targets. And, um, they spent a lot of money. They actually get the bats to somewhat comply because when they would let these bats out, they would go find a structure, get under a roof, and they would go to whatever isn't you know some sort of structure to to you know um, develop a house or whatever they're going to do. And it would 
you know, obviously to incinerate the bats. They got real close, but then they just figured out that it was easier just to, you know, use firebombing and Curtis LeMay. But yeah, this is a, this is where all this is going crazy back and forth. You know, the, in the, the, the lab thing, and I have a clip of Tulsi Gabbard. I want to play here in a minute on Tucker Carlson. The lab thing is the most important deal of all of this. This is an extension of COVID-1984 just by other means, <laughs> like von Clausewitz. It's a, war is an extension by pol- politics by other means. This is an extension of COVID-1984 by other means. I don't know how. I Look, I don't have all the answers, but it is, it's absolutely insane that they've got, look, this is the article from the, from the antiwar.com. The WHO says it's advised Ukraine to destroy high-risk pathogens. Russia says it has documents showing Ukraine ordered the destruction of plague, cholera, and anthrax that were at Pentagon leaked labs pentagon we're funding bio labs in ukraine many of them right why why are we studying these things why are we making chimeric viruses why are we screwing with this okay is is there a good answer so we'll have better bioweapons than the other person The World Health Organization told Reuters on Thursday that it advised the Ukrainian health ministry to destroy high-threat pathogens held in labs around the time Russia invaded Ukraine. So they're just, Russians are just crazy, right? That that was a a conspiracy theory that the Russians were worried about the bio labs on their border, right? And of course, uh, if Ukraine is led into NATO by suicidal sociopaths, then they would have nukes on the border, which, you know, is a red line that has been put down by Moscow many, many, many times. You know why it's a red line? Because we gave our word that we would not do it. Now, are we a nation of our word or not? Secretary of State James Baker lied to Gorbachev. Told him that we would bring our troops, uh, you know, back from Europe. Uh, basically, if, you know, we would not expand NATO if if they would. Uh, bring their forces in and, you know, basically dissolve the Warsaw Pact. And we just expanded NATO over the years. I mean, many, many times over and then flirted with this thing with Ukraine forever. John McCain, Lindsey Graham, all these people, they just wanted this to happen so badly. They finally got their wish. And our leaders, Joe Biden and all these, these, these guys love the fact that this is going on because they absolutely wanted this. You, th- you think they wanted, if we wanted peace, we would have it. You know what peace would mean? Neutrality. There would just be neutral. Ukraine would be neutral, can just be its own state, just not going to join NATO. Has to be in has to be in writing, has to be a document. Can't join NATO, but that's what's on the table. We want to do it. We want this to happen. I say we, not the American people, at least not the ones that are like, you know, <laughs> whoever's clicking. I'm for the new thing. I'll support whatever the news media tells me to. I'll, I'll I'll change my profile picture. I'll do all this. I'll do it. I I support this country. I can't find on the map. Sure. I don't know any of the background, but I'll support it. This is the this is the crazy stuff. This is this this is the um, the quickening, <laughs> ladies and gents. You know, you talk about. I, the genius of being able to change a narrative so quickly. I've never, I mean, who, who could have predicted this? I mean, I, I talked about that. We were going to have this conflict. This was going to happen some time ago. And it's only because I'm so sensitive to it. I don't have special powers. I'm not really that smart. And uh, I, I'm not an expert, but I've been sensitive to these issues of war for a long time because that's what really grows the, the satanic state, you know? And we, we take our American values, our patriotism, they kind of, they get perverted and twisted and put into a wartime war footing mentality. And that's so dangerous. You realize everything that we've lost because we've, we've looked the other way because we were told we're in wartime, how much we, we didn't have self-reflection. We didn't ask what is the higher good, you know? Uh, I remember coming home from Iraq and I hear Christians say, well, we should just nuke them over there, you know, just nuke them. I'm like, so genocide, like kill, like incinerate women and children because they don't speak your language. 
what kind of is that something Jesus would do? Are you going to? <laughs> I'm sure you're very popular in your church, but is that something Jesus would do? You know, and I I told a story today. Again, one of those stories that you just I don't know I don't know why it's never come up, but it's one of the more funny funnier interesting stories that I have uh, in the in the files that are my in my mind. But I, I said this today on the fringe with uh, Billy Ray. You know, I, I got home from Iraq. Uh, and I had had it with our foreign pod, the neocons. I read uh, Pat Buchanan's The Death of the West. And I thought, everything I've been taught about conservatism and about civilization, about what a country is, it's all garbage. I mean, it's mostly slogans. And nations are not notions. Nations aren't ideas. Nations are people. Nations are traditions. They're history. They're heroes. It is a complex series of historical events that make a nation, you know? And so I uh, started looking skeptically at these, you know, we were talking about democratizing mankind. Remember George W. Bush? He just, he's going to get down to Crawford, cut down those trees in defiance of the terrorists. You know, he's famous on the golf course right after nine 11. You guys go look at that, uh, that clip. And he's, he talks to the camera and he's, he's in his presidential mode need you to help me find these terrorists. You know, we're going to bring them to justice. And then he says, now watch this drive. And after I saw that and many other things, I was uh, an opponent of our foreign policy. And as a combat veteran, I deserve that. You know, and I'll never forget. I was attending the University of Dallas, which we'll talk about in a second. It leads into some more uh, relevant news. But I was uh, attending the University of Dallas, studying philosophy as a combat vet, and I was running a real estate business at the time. I was in my just 26, 27 years old, and Mikhail Gorbachev came to speak. And this is a little venue, like it's it's the mansion in Dallas. It's not a not a giant stadium. It's a it's a house, and it had like a ballroom, you know. And you have a select amount of guests that could go in. So here's Mikhail Gorbachev, you know, a, a former head of the Soviet Union. Uh, a country that when I was three years old, Ronald Reagan called the evil empire. And I have uh, seats that are, you know, not too far away from Gorbachev, but again, the room's not big at all. It's probably holy holding like a couple of hundred people at that. And I was with my former squad leader from the army who had become a history professor. And when Mikhail Gorbachev started to criticize Amer uh, America's foreign policy in the middle East and said it was, it was, uh, Full of hubris, arrogance, that we made a mistake, you know, and I clapped. I was the only one. Now, this is 2006, and everyone looked back to see who's this hippie? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this person that dare criticize our, our foreign policy? I mean, they can let the, the former head of the Soviet Union do it. Who's this guy? I was sitting next to my friend. He just turned ghost white. And uh, I was proud that I did that because he was right. You applaud the truth whenever the truth presents itself. doesn't matter who says it. Yeah. And the Soviets were guilty of, I mean, talk about crimes against humanity. They also, even under Gorbachev, that horrible things in Afghanistan uh, again. And in some of the Soviet satellite countries wasn't defending him, but what he said was right. And it was a good time to say, you know what? He's, he's kind of right. Maybe uh, it, it kind of takes one to know one. And I'm proud that I did that. But, you know, speaking of uh, the University of Dallas, and this is uh, kind of in historical context, that's why I said at the beginning of the show, I can't tell you where in history we can compare this today. Okay, you know, that's the that's that old saying from Churchill about, you know, the further you look in the past, the further you see in the future. That's bunk. That, 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 that sometimes works. It works with money a little bit. It, it works in some sort of, you know, the psychological aspects of mankind. But what we're doing now, it's totally off the charts. Weird, strange. I mean, again, let me give you some, some insight on this. University of Dallas was founded in 1956. And uh, the reason I know this is I went there. And they had... Uh, you know, the Catholic nuns, the priests, they fled a place called Hungary. You know why in 1956? Because 
Khrushchev put down a rebellion. They rolled in the Soviet tanks into Budapest. And they did that because Hungary was going to go independent. They voted it. They were working on it. They wanted to have their own sovereignty away from the Soviet Union, and they rolled in the tanks and crushed it. And you know what our four-star general, uh, I guess it was Eisenhower was five-star. You know what our general, five-star general Eisenhower did? This president, this who, who commanded Operation Overlord, D-Day and the Allied forces in Europe. You know how, you know what he did? Nothing. Nothing. You know why? Because the next year, and we already knew this, in 1957, the Soviets had the capability to launch an intercontinental ballistic nuclear missile, ICBMs. And no rational person was going to start World War III over a conflict in Europe that obviously the, the credibility of the Soviets was, was damaged. And, you know, there, there was no, there was no uh, outcome that would have been good for mankind to go to war over that. So we decided not to because we were a mature nation. And in 1959, do you know who was riding in an open car, an open limousine through the United States with uh, Dwight Eisenhower? Nikita Khrushchev. But you won't see Vladimir Putin in an open car riding with Joe Biden or whoever, whoever is the, the so-called president. You won't see that. We're not interested in peace. If we wanted peace, we'd have peace. We want war. Our leaders want war. Our leaders want constant conflict. You know why? Because they can blame all their problems and everything they've done to you and to me and to our children and to our children's children. Everything that they've bankrupted and perverted and destroyed, they can blame it on somebody else. They can blame it on the Ruskies. Right? Blame it on the Russians. They're the ones that did this to us, to you. They, they're the ones that hiked your gas prices up because we're all in this together, as Jin Saki says. It's our values to bankrupt ourselves. right? Because you know who's – again, this is so stupid. Do you realize that the Russians are going to sell that uh, now going up to $200 a barrel oil? You know who they're going to sell it to? The Chinese. And the people at the top, they know this. This is a game. This is mind control of the highest order. You see what I'm saying? There's there's no historical reference to this. Yeah, you'll have some talk radio host will talk about how we got to get over there and we got to, you know, uh, that Zelensky's the new Churchill. Even Churchill wasn't the Churchill. History is not history is not what you're told, right? This is from a commentator. And don't don't take my word for it. Go look it up. Don't listen to me. Go look it up for yourself. This Zelensky character is not Churchill. Churchill wanted war beyond all things. I guess in that way, they they are kind of uh, alike. I mean, if Zelensky wanted peace, I mean, wouldn't neutrality be the way to go? Not NATO. Neutrality, not NATO, as David Knight was saying this morning. I agree. Do we would we want bio labs from the Russians on the Mexican border or the Chinese? Would we put up with that? Would we put up with a trade and defense pact with a a superpower nation on a nuclear powered nation on our border with a another country? No, we wouldn't. What what are we doing here? This is madness. But again, you won't hear this from the mainstream. You won't hear this from a lot of talk radio because they like this. They love this conflict. They love what's happening. They get to sign their name on it. It's very exciting. It's exciting for commentators. The same commentators that were giddy over Iraq. I remember them sending me off. I remember them just, oh, they were so, I mean, they were drooling, loving it. Every minute they get to embed their reporters. I heard the Chinese were embedding their reporters with the Russians who were invading Ukraine. That's a, That's an odd little thing. That's an odd little tidbit, don't you think? We we had importer, reporters embedded with our troops invading Iraq, you know, and they have all these, uh, you have these counts. Um, I saw something very interesting. You know how I know this is a propaganda of the highest order? You go to Drudge, right? And I did this last week. I go to Drudge all the time, but Drudge is a <laughs> Drudge is a precious, uh, very. <laughs> it, it it has a it's it's very um, sensitive, and you have to. 
uh, I'm sure it just gets all of its information and it's always a, re- a very, something in red, something highlights something a siren, you know, but they said a thousand Russian troops lost thousand. Okay. And then if you go to antiwar.com and they said lost, by the way, it didn't say killed to my knowledge, it said lost. If you go to antiwar.com, this is again, the UN says that between three and 400 civilians have been killed in Ukraine, which is an awful number. Just one death is too many for all these nation states making us murder each other. But how, how would you juxtapose those two figures? You know, in Iraq, we had what we at the beginning of the war, like about two or three years in, we had about two or 3000 of us. Some of my friends gone, died in that war. And then you would be able to put that next to the figures of the Iraqi civilians and people that were either directly or indirectly killed because of the occupation and to be in the hundreds of thousands. So how are those two numbers linked? How can you have a thousand Russian troops lost and 400 civilians killed? That doesn't make any sense. Well, where, if the, if the ministry of propaganda or the ministry of truth or whatever the hell they are, who, who is, are they not doing their math? You know, we killed, look at the amount of people that were killed in Yemen. Well, we don't ever talk about them, right? They, they, uh, they don't exist. The mainstream media doesn't pick them up. I mean, we our military under Trump, under Trump, right? This is like, I, I don't know what the death toll is. Will we ever know? Just the, the starvation, the warfare, the, the drone bombings, way more than what's happened already with Ukraine. But you'll never hear that because you got to change your profile picture. Got to get on board with this war. Draft your daughters. Draft everybody. Nuclear wars. It's, it's time for a no-fly zone. Let me tell you something. You shoot down a Russian aircraft. You start a war. This isn't like Libya. This isn't like Iraq. You know, we were talking about McDonald's pulling out of Russia. You know, I'll get to that in a second. But you know, when I invaded. Iraq was part of that invasion. We drove through Kuwait and had Burger Kings and stuff. I'm like, when we're driving into Iraq and all of a sudden you, you cross into the borderland and the roads go to hell and there's no shops and there's no businesses. And I'm thinking, hmm, this is interesting. Saddam's a new Hitler, right? He was going to take over the world. Remember, he was going to, he was going to kill us all. He had a death ray. Uh, it was going to, he was going to invade us. That's what they were. T- it was going to be a mushroom cloud, according to Dick Cheney. And I thought, wow, he can't even, there's no, like the roads aren't functional. There's no Burger King here. There's no, there's no businesses here. They're not really, you know, but that was going to, they were going to take us over. (laughs) That's the, that's the, the crazy thing that we're in right now is this complete loss of, of all equilibrium to what the truth is with this war. And they want to make it a wider war. Don't you think they don't again? You, we, and as a, as a people have gotten kind of used to these wars that, yeah, they might bog us down in the quagmire, but you know, we can leave like Afghanistan or Iraq, or we can go murder Gaddafi, you know, cause he wanted a gold standard, like, and have Hillary Clinton do that. And we can, you know, uh, send ISIS fighters and fund Al Qaeda to go into Syria. We can do those kind of things. We can, you know, we can play. It's a, pl- it's playtime. You know, it's, it just costs lives of, of, of our troops, but what's that to the elite? Their kids don't serve. They're not in there, you know, but, uh, you start messing with the Russian bear. I, you're going to have another thing coming. You're gonna have a different kind of day and it's not going to be playtime and that profile thing on your Facebook page, you changed. It's not going to stop, uh, the retaliatory response. It's that's grown up time. That's that's when uh, <laughs> that's when you're going to meet some hard reality, and I don't want that. And I'm not a russophile, and I have like I see people and every time they there was an article up on Newsweek, it was linked to antiwar.com. This is the 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 U.S. and NATO helped trigger the Ukraine war, and it's not siding with Putin to admit it. This is an opinion piece. No, it's not. I'm not siding with Putin. I'm telling you why it happened, and I'm telling you that our leaders wanted it to happen. 
They want something. Got to change the narrative. Folks, they just found the DNA sequence from Moderna that was patented. It's inside the virus. It's on the weather channel. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't help you if you think that this is not t- together. These things don't flow together. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that the average commentator just wants to be part of the narrative. So they're going to give, you're going to regurgitate some garbage. They got some from some think tank. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you these things are linked. I don't have proof. All I know is that one day we're doing one thing and the next thing we're doing another. And you're supposed to forget about all this other stuff. Will you forget? You know, they just literally did a controlled demolition of our businesses and our lives and our freedoms. You found out that you can have, political prisoners in this country that the bill of rights is conditional kind of depends on if you're on their radar or not right you we just figured that out in this country but don't worry about that don't talk about that don't talk about the fact that we mass children and then they have cognitive issues from that and i mean trauma all the things don't get me started on even the pharmaceutical stuff don't get me started i'm not even gonna get on it today you guys know what that means. But you want to switch now? You want to go to, to Ukraine? Okay, fine. That's on you. There's something else afoot here. There's something else. The, the thing that you don't see is what I always tell you is the thing you don't see is what's important, right? The thing that's not on the headlines, the thing that's not floating around, the thing that's not right out in front is what's going on. And what's going on is they're cleaning up. They're letting some stuff out. They're resetting the table, but it has nothing to do with your freedom. You think you, it has to do with Ukrainian freedom? Ask the Polish. How to have that work out from them with their war guarantee? You know, in 1939, the Poland had become large Poland from the Treaty of Versailles uh, in 1919. This is after World War I. And the proud victors, because they had Amer- you know, the Rothschilds got America to go into the war with the Balfour Declaration. True, look it up. We got America in the war, and we punished Germany. We just broke it up. Said, well, you're going to have, now that you're humiliated and bankrupt, now that you signed on to the armistice, uh, we're going to humiliate. We're going to give you a Carthaginian peace. We're going to make large Poland. So that's when they got Czechoslovakia, right? And they made, uh, uh, you know, took the Sudetenland, took the port of Donzing, all these German-speaking areas. And, you know, throughout the reunification of germany through 1936 hitler crosses the rhineland 1938 you have the anschluss which is the annexation of austria we go to the sudetenland 1938 neville chamberlain's and comes back it's a peace in our time but then they did something very interesting the uh the churchillian you know this is the churchill uh myth they gave poland a war guarantee so no matter what if uh germany invades you we'll go to war and that really shocked uh, the third reich they couldn't believe why would you do that we're negotiating. And then the Poles said, we're not going to negotiate at all. We got a war guarantee. It's kind of like the NATO of their time. We, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to talk to you at all. We, you know, the, the British will go to war for us if you do anything to us. So we'll just, you know, whatever. We're not going to negotiate these ports and these places that were once part of Germany. Not going to revisit those things from 1919. We like what we have. Well, they got invaded. And uh, the British declared war on Germany, not the other way around. Most people don't know their history. That's uh, the British declared war on Germany. And uh, that kind of shocked the Germans a bit. But they uh, they you know, were finally at war. And then you have about 50 million people die, horrible atrocities, the unspeakable, unspeakable murderous things that happened. And at the end of that war, that four years of all of us and all of our sacrifices and the millions of Russians and the hundreds of thousands of troops in the U.S. that died and everybody. All, everywhere else, the 50 million plus dead. You know what happened? We gave Poland to Stalin. So that should be a lesson to Ukraine. Um, and look at Afghanistan. Do you want to tie your future to the word of the United States? Do you want to tie your future to that? Do you want to set yourself up instead of negotiating for peace or doing something, doing everything you can for peace? And I'm not saying peace without honor. You need to have honor. And I'm not for war. And I'm not for larger states. I think the only way liberty exists is in a smaller state. But don't tie yourself to this future because you could end up like Poland did. And that was under communist rule for decades. 
until the end of the Soviet Union. Now here we are again. Yeah, those who know history are doomed to watch others repeat it. All right, we're going to we're going to go to a quick break and uh when we come back I will go over gold and silver prices. I have a few other stories. Maybe take some I didn't I haven't even looked at the chat yet on Rockfin. And I want to give you guys an announcement on uh some show times. I know I'm coming in a little bit early on the live feed. There were some things that happened I I want to give you guys uh just a little bit of insight on what I've been working on and uh uh, how you can help because I I do need your help if at all possible uh, for the show and for Wise Wolf. So stay tuned, stand by. We'll be right back. In a time of fake news, fake politicians, and fake fiat currency, it's getting harder to find the genuine article. That's why when it comes to precious metals, I call the team I can trust. This is David Knight for my friends at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Proudly veteran-owned and operated, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is your home for gold and silver coins, bullion, jewelry, and more. Prices and inventory are updated daily, so you get the most competitive possible pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, they pay top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin. Call or text the owner, Tony Arterburn, today at 888 888- 667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or just go to wisewolf.gold. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. You may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. Leon Trotsky. You are listening to the Art of Burn Radio Transmission. Welcome back. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission, weapons-grade truth, cutting-edge counterculture. I used to say conservative radio. I don't know if I would call myself conservative anymore. I don't want to conserve this. <laughs> I would say restorationist radio. But we're here today talking about the, the great issues of our time. Not uh, Nothing is filtered. Completely live, unscripted, having a lot of fun. I see that uh, Joel Smith is in the chat. I just got tipped $20 by Patrick. Uh, Pat, Patrick, thank you so much. Uh, that is, um, everybody's working so hard for their dollar right now. Uh, that just is uh, humbling, humbling very much. And, uh, I, I appreciate you. I, and I have some announcements on the show. You guys, I, I told you for the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I did have a, a daily slot on aftermath, aftermath went away. And then I stopped doing the daily shows and just do, you know, I have a couple of, uh, weekly shows, uh, weekday shows I do with, with WWCR with worldwide Christian radio and one with nine thirty AM, the answer in San Antonio. And I wanted to tell you when I'm going to get back to doing a, a, you know, a daily show and set a time. And I will do that. We'll probably start next week, uh, easing into that. There's a few scheduling things that I need to do, but I had a, um, <laughs> I had an interesting, uh, this was, I'm kind of behind a week because last week, uh, right at the close of the week on Friday, um, somebody sent me a text and said, Hey, I can't find you on maps on Google. And uh, this is my business for wise wolf, gold and silver. And I said, Oh, it must be an issue as a glitch or something. So I go to, you know, go to my Google page and I'm going to, you know, go fix my maps or look into what the issue is. And it's gone. Like this is years of reviews, years. And all of my reviews are five star because I work my, you can ask my wife. All I do is work this business and I work my broadcasting. It's five stars for a reason. These aren't fake people. This is part from San Antonio, part from, uh, Branson and, uh, they're all gone, you know? Uh, and so the page is gone. 
The listing is gone. It's not like it says closed. It was deleted. And you have to have some sophistication to do that. I've talked to the marketing companies that I had, you know, with that page. I even talked to some of the higher ups today. And uh, nobody can figure it out. Google says it was deleted. But they didn't give an explanation either. So I had to wait a week and get a postcard. You have to re-verify. I have to start all over again. There's no restoring it or anything like that. So I wanted to uh, bring this to you guys because you guys hear my voice and the people that download the podcast. And I'll put the, the Google listing in the show notes on the podcast as well. But I will ask you if you will help, if you've done business with me or if you know somebody who's done business with, if you believe in what we're doing, I would so much appreciate a five-star review on Google. You should go and find the business on maps. It's in Branson. You can give it a five-star, say something nice about us. It helps people find us. That was literally probably 30, 40% of my actual business was just those reviews. People would read them and say, I want to do business with you. And that's how we're, we're surviving. That's how I pay for all my airtime. Well, they, I got so mad and I, and I will, disclose this to you. I mean, I got so mad. It made me sick. Like I, I usually be able to get pretty Zen, but I guess it threw me off because I got to think somebody did this, right? Somebody maliciously did. And who were you going to, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, were you going to take it to a court? Who's going to ever hear that there's this, somebody did it and I had to just decide to move on. So if you will give me a review, I've got a, I've got a special going right now. Okay. And this is totally free, but if you'll give me a good review, I've got a stack of mercury silver dimes i'll mail you one if you'll just email me and say hey, tony i gave you a review here's here's it my name I, I will send you a complimentary silver dime from wise wolf because i have to rebuild this thing i, li- I had 62 five-star reviews um and now i i think i maybe i've got my first one uh from my friend russ at the ups store i think he gave me one uh, just before we went on air. So uh, this is just, you know, just done today, but I wanted to ask each and every one of you, if you have time, and again, it's not a, not a have to, you can listen to the show. You can, I understand you have probably get asked to do weight, you know, a lot of things from a lot of different hosts and things you listen to, um, but it would help me out a great deal. And uh, I, I want to stay on the air. I want to keep talking. I want to keep um, talking about the great ideas. And yeah, I, I understand that my show is not exactly the most like <laughs> we're not, we're different. And, um, but I, that's something maybe you just, you know, I, I listened to this other guy's, you know, uh, opinion. Maybe that you're saying this to yourself. I, you know, I, Tony's crazy, but I like some of his, <laughs> I like the cut of his jib, whatever. Right. So we'll keep doing what we do. Uh, I will stay on the air as long as I can. Uh, but if they unperson me, it's really hard to do that. And again, I don't know how wise wolf isn't political. It just sells gold and silver and crypto. And, um, so, I don't, I don't know what I did or, um, you know, but again, you can, you can cross the wrong woke person. If they hear your name, maybe they have access to something, they can push a button and then boom, it's gone. And that can, that's definitely going to hurt me. Um, but if I rebuild them back, uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, it, 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 I won't, it's not a mortal blow. And, uh, (laughs) the main thing is I, I didn't get more sick. Uh, than I actually felt. So I was actually trending bad for a while. I thought it was like, either I have gain of function murdering me or have a sinus infection. Who do, In 2022, it's either one. Maybe I got it from one of those birds uh, that the Russians say the U.S. is using to uh, <laughs> to infect everyone. All right, let's jump on some, some stories for, for gold and silver. And I'll check the chat again here before we leave. Uh, I saw this before. Okay, before I do that, Here's one that I thought was great. This is uh, from Summit.News. Biden tried to ask the Saudis and UAE for more oil, but they refused to take his calls. <laughs> and it's not the onion. Vowing to become more energy independent while begging uninterested Saudi uh, theocrat elites for more oil. This is Joe Biden. He talks about becoming energy independent these folks do not want you to become do not want us to become energy independent this that's a that's a farce who who's making this up like you're writing these lines they don't the the ruling elite i don't care what party they in they don't they don't have uh, any interest at all in us becoming energy independent they want us they want us a vassal state uh, they want us completely dependent. You're going to own nothing and you'll be happy. These are agents of the World Economic Forum and nothing else. It's a two-party system. Uh, let's 
what, what this was also leading into gold and silver was another um this was the natural news story I was looking for. Russia bars citizens from buying U.S. dollars and people encouraged to invest in gold. Yeah, if you don't think that this entire conflict that we're seeing has nothing to do with the petrodollar and fiat currency, I don't, I don't know how to help you. If you think this is about democracy and not about power and dollars and control and hegemonic dominance, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't know how to instruct that. Russians uh, has banned citizens from using rubles to buy U.S. dollars or other hard currencies for a period of six months as the currency spirals into a free fall following Moscow's war with Ukraine. Banks have been prohibited from selling cash to citizens during this period. However, people can exchange any currency for rubles at any time in any amount. The new rule will be in effect on March 9th. They encourage people to get some gold. You know, in Russia, um, they were they were just making it easier to export and import gold. So what does that tell you? The, the U.S. doesn't talk about gold, and that's an interesting that's an interesting side fact. Uh, I was on a show, Cash Daddies, uh, with Sam Tripoli, and we was talking about that about Fort Knox. I mean, when's the last time we inventoried Fort Knox? It's the 1950s, folks. Where is that gold? Do we have that tonnage of gold? Why aren't we part of the countries that are uh, ordering this massive quantities of gold or what do they know that we don't, what are, what are we counting on that uh, these other countries are not counting on? That's an interesting question, but I can tell you he who has the gold, it's the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. And this is from uh, MSN gold prices down over 1% as Putin mentioned certain positive shifts in Ukraine, Russia conflict. Gold futures traded for more than 1% lower on Friday as comments from Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin dulled haven demand for precious metals. Still, the metal was looking at a modest weekly gain. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, as far as being a bullish on gold, I, I'm, I'm, bull, I'm very bullish on gold. But gold to me is just a way to protect yourself and silver is, is very similar. It's a way to protect yourself from uncertainty. It's like storable food. It's like anything else. Um, you know, if you were, let's just say you were saving and you just wanted to have a savings account. Why isn't you, why is not your savings account in gold or silver? And it has not, this isn't an infomercial buy from me, but it should be. If you have basic savings, it should be in gold or silver. That's easily convertible into fiat currency, easily convertible into cash, whatever. You know, just know a good dealer to you know take it to, and know what the spot price is, and know what you buy it for. Don't buy collectibles, but you should. Your savings, in my opinion, not investment advice. This is savings advice. is different. You should have savings in gold, and you should have some some cash too. You should be you should be able to get liquid. But I don't. You know, when you talk about the history of this country, if you were, you know, starting out in the 19th century. Uh, you know, you, if you just, even if you invested in nothing, but you just saved the, you know, your time, your dimes, your quarters, your dollars, you know, and you, you, over time you had a nest egg, that nest egg stayed valuable and it could buy the same amount of things that you were able to trade your time for and save. And that's a basic savings plan. That's a, that's a level one basic savings plan or basic investment account. And we can't do that anymore with dollars. Because of fiat currency, because of going off the gold standard, because of what FDR did, right? Because of what Nixon did, at the, taking us off the gold standard in 1971. We can't do that anymore. So it's up to us to have our own standard. And up, us, we are our own banks. You know, Bitcoin makes that possible. Gold and silver make that possible. But the fiat currency is never going to help you. It's never going, you can't, can't save your way into prosperity with dollars. It's impossible because they're just going to print more. And uh, next week, we should have a new episode of the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show, which will also be coming back. I'll be making some new announcements here on the channel uh, that, uh, you know, we'll we'll come back with it with a more consistent show, consistent times. It's just taking a little bit of a break. And then I I planned on coming back, you know, strong and giving you guys an announcement on Monday. And I've been grappling with with this deal from from Google. So, again, I don't know. Who did it? Uh, but my um, 
page was taken down and it's back up because I started a brand new one. So if you're able to help me out with a five-star review, say something nice, uh, I appreciate that. Just email me or send me a, a message through the website. Hey, Tony, I did this. I sent you a five-star. It's it's no problem at all. I've got a stack of Mercury Dimes in there and uh, in the safe, and I will I will send compliment. I'll put my card in there and send you a thank you note and uh, give you a little. If you don't have any silver, that's a way to get some or just a little bit more. I would really appreciate it. All right, let's do uh, spot prices real quick. That was kind of your breakdown on gold. You guys already know the deal on gold. Uh, gold short-term, silver long-term. Uh, they need two kilograms at least of silver to make a, an electric vehicle. Uh, these are the facts. All right, so let's look at uh, gold first. Uh, the yellow metal, 1,984 Luciferian Bankster notes per troy ounce for gold. 1,984 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce silver is at $25.79 per troy ounce and if you recall this last week uh, gold went over 2050 almost the all-time high once again and that still is undervalued in my opinion based on what's happened to the dollar um but it, yeah i think the all-time high on trading i think it reached 2086 back on august 7th 2020 for a very brief second for the futures and you know all that stuff that they do on on Wall Street and uh, around the world, but I know here in the shop uh, an ounce of gold. Gosh, we were selling an ounce of gold for uh, sometimes over twenty one hundred to the twenty one forty range, uh, and that was the cheapest I could find. So there's a huge difference between the physical price of what you can hold in your hand, how to get it, and the price that you see in the electronic markets. Let's look at Bitcoin too. Bitcoin suffered a bit. Um, from what's going on with uh, the conflict and what's going on, the White House and everything else, but it's still above $39,000. Yep, $39,080 oh, and 14 Luciferian Bankster notes make a Bitcoin. So interesting times, folks, interesting times. Uh, stay frosty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is going to get weirder. And you're going to want to be mentally, physically, spiritually uh, prepared. Uh, that's another plug. I haven't plugged enough of uh, the good folks at My Patriot Supply created preparewithart.com. Go to preparewithart.com or preparewithtony.com. I have both of them. Um, you can find the link to My Patriot Supply. Uh, magnificent products, storable food, good for 25 years, water filtration. Uh, this is so important. Uh, that you you know become prepared because our leaders are not if they wanted peace if they wanted prosperity we've had all those things that's a that'd be a fate complete all right so until next time be the beans the brave will be back she's guarding the cabin she has a day off she's taking a snow day i'll have beans the brave in studio we'll be back and uh, you guys have a great weekend welcome to tomorrow end of transmission Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good, one is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years. And I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer. I'm telling you this. If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. 
the devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.